Ladies and gentlemen, episode a Halloween episode of Video Vampires, and we're going to start with this quote or this passage. For these beings, fall is the ever normal season, the only weather there be no choice beyond. Where do they come from? The dust. Where do they go? The grave. Does blood stir their veins? No. The night wind. What ticks in their head? The worm. What speaks from their mouth? The toad. What sees from their eye? The snake. What hears with their ear? the abyss between the stars. They sift the human storm for souls, eat flesh of reason, fill tombs with sinners. They frenzy forth. In gusts they bleat, scurry, creep, thread, filter, motion, make all moon sullen, and surely cloud all clear, run waters. The spider web hears them, trembles, breaks. Such are the autumn people. Beware of them. That's from uh, Ray Bradbury, Something Wicked This Way Comes. Uh... And that also goes out to my friend Dan back home, back east. Uh, he knows who he is. He always quotes it all the time. So <laughs> I don't have to go too. I hope so too. You know who you are, Dan. Um, this is a special episode, though, Jess. Yes. Uh, we've got everybody we've had on, and yeah, then plus, plus one, yeah. yeah. Plus one. So um, we're going to do a quick roll call. Um, we'll start. Actually, let's start with Matt, because he's right there. Just say you're introducing yourself. Uh, I'm, hi, I'm Matt Black. <laughs> All right, and then we'll... Uh, that's good. Hey, I'm Steve Sears. There we go. Heather Lee. Travis Brown. Ooh. Oh, I got to reach in. Yeah. <gasps> Eric D. There we go, and then... He's, uh, and Jessica, obviously. Obs. Um, and? and me. Oh, yeah, Mickey. Uh, me. Oh, and hold on one moment. We have one more special guest. Kate Fogarty. I also know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> and these are all people who have been on our past episodes, except for Travis from Horror Movies Uncut. He's our new guest today, so Hello. welcome. Okay, yeah. Thanks you're gonna, for having me. You're going to need to, remember, you're going to need to talk a little bit closer oh, to the I'm mic. Trying to get a, I'm trying to get the atmosphere of the room. Yeah, I know, you know, but I still can't hear you that well. Oh, so you can't hear me at all? That, well, now I can hear you way better. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of editing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyhow... Yeah, we have a, we're doing a little different mic setup for the amount of people, so we're going to see how this works. Um, real quickly, uh, I wanted to talk about, since it's Halloween, you know, I wanted to kind of go into anybody's memorable Halloween story, since I feel like everybody here... Are we doing, like, stupid Halloween or, like, spooky Halloween? Any type of Halloween you want. Oh, well, I dressed up as a juggalo one year, and I can, <laughs> I can honestly tell you it was the most freeing experience of my life. It really gave you, like, a pass just to act like an asshole. And, like, people were like, oh, my God, this is so funny. Because I was as a juggalo, or a juggalette, excuse me. Okay. For my, for my wicked clowns. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It was God. great. Honestly, I was wearing, like, a size 40, like, Chandran jeans <laughs> and, like, Tim's. And, like, my hair looked really good. And I had the face paint. And I was wearing, like, an ICP shirt. And everyone wanted to. I oh. <laughs> The great, the great. The great one. Malenko. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whoop, whoop. Black and purple. Uh, still own. 
Probably. I actually, okay, I have these uh, hatchet man earrings, and I just can't, I can't give them up, so I still have them, and they glow in the dark. They're really great. How much do you want for them? Damn, they can't be sold. Well, Jess took that question and ran with it. <laughs> um, uh, anybody? I have a similar thing, because I dressed up as Alien from Spring Breakers. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago and yeah. had some friends dress up as the girls uh-huh. and we had the most fun. I've never been hit on so much right? in my life. <laughs> we went to West Hollywood for the parade. And then like uh, another one, I lived on a sailboat in the Caribbean when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And so we're in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of people also in the middle of nowhere. So we did our own Halloween and uh, I didn't know this was not cool. I loved Diana Ross and the Supremes. Oh, yeah. And so I dressed up as Diana Ross. That is awesome. Like, I got black makeup. Did you do blackface? Like I, I basically black did blackface. Yeah. Black I, like I, I mean, it was, it was, I was no other direction the story was going to go. Yeah, no, it was like... And one, yeah. Minute, yeah. Well, like, and like, I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> I love Diana Ross. No disrespect, but, yeah, but, but I had to go blackface. I mean, I have to, I have to admit my wrongs. But, uh, but the worst part was that, like, it was just foundation. So it wasn't like it made me look african-american it just made me look like greasy tan oh yeah and so it oh, was no. it was a huge fail you just but looked extra dirty yeah i just it was like what are you uh, <laughs> anyways, oh no that's my story um who else has got one i got a, I got a little story um probably like 10 years ago I'm from Massachusetts originally, and we decided on Halloween we were going to break into the Hanson Mental slash Tuberculosis Hospital. Um, So we go down there. It's all fenced off now, but this is years ago. Um, We went in there. We explored. um, We we found a basement level that was actually a morgue, and there was actually, like, slabs, and it was really messed up. We had been a few times before, but this time we were just going for it because it was Halloween. We like to do spooky stuff. Um, I'm videotaping this because I had like a camcorder because I was a little skateboarder. We're going there. We hear someone down the hall whistling the Andy Griffith theme song. And we're like, get out. Get out of the... Like, nope. It, it, whether it's a, a friggin' monster, a cop, or a crazy just guy in there, we're like, just get out. Get out. So we go running out of the, um, the hospital and we jump in the woods. And I'm still videotaping. Like, this is before Paranormal Activity yeah. and probably before Blair... Or, same time as Blair Witch, it, but it just looks like that. And then you hear the most blood-curdling scream echo from the building. Like, like, like not even a human scream. And we're like, holy crap. And um, we had the footage, and you can hear it and everything. And it, the video is insane. And for years, I would tell the story and show people the video. And I'd be like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Years later, my buddy Kevin was like, hey, remember that fucking time? <laughs> <laughs> this is years later, dude. And he's like, yeah, you guys were talking so much shit in the skate shop earlier that day that I went ahead of time and just fucking walked around by myself and scared the shit out of you guys and watched you tell the story for years and then told you, like, drunk one night. We were like, wow. Yeah, that's a a very well, well planned out, well thought out uh, joke. So there you go. The cat's out of the bag. That video is fake. Yeah, like, hey. Oh, I figured it was. <laughs> I don't. I don't like to hear that song whistled. <laughs> oh no. Um. So who else has got that? Was a, I mean, yes, I, I have a very similar story when I when I we used to break into the Danvers. Oh, session yeah, nine. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. But the only problem is, is that uh, you know, um, 
nobody was clever enough to try to. Sc- we did all of our own scaring on our own. Now it's condos. Okay. Now it's yeah. I heard. They tore it down. Nice. The handsome ones still might, <laughs> might be there. Headstones, but not the body. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's, you know, it, as far as like memorable Halloweens go, actually, my 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 most memorable was I. And this is the funny part. It's the most memorable, but I can't remember how old I was. It was either four or five, but it was. Uh, my mom took me to the uh, Franklin Institute, which in Philadelphia is the like uh, the science museum in Philadelphia. And they had, like, you know, they had a haunted house. And this is, like, 86, 87, and they're throwing everything in the kitchen sink at their, you know, everybody walking through. And I remember, like, you know when you're a kid and you're, like, four or five, everything looks bigger. Everything sounds louder. You know, everything is just so exaggerated. So, like, hmm? <laughs> um, bear in mind that without a mic, I can't hear it. You're, you can't, nobody like can. Pizza. Like pizza. Like pizza, yeah. take two on that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, um, basically like, you know, I, you know, walking through this house, I think I got separated from my mom, um, for what felt like three years, but it was actually probably 15 seconds, but it's like intense strobe light. They got Frankenstein in chains, like groaning and all this shit. They have Freddie coming out. They have Jason. And it's like all this stuff. I'm a little kid. I'm like petrified. And then after the haunted house and after I recover, you know, from the trauma, we all went down to the planetarium where they would project like, you know, um, weird, like spooky animations and stuff like that on the ceiling with all, while they play like, you know, you know, very creepy classical music, like that box song that I can never pronounce properly, but everybody knows that you hear it. It's like, you think of Phantom of the Opera, you know, like yeah. the organ. Exactly. And like my uncle Mark, we were with my, my, my aunt and uncle and everything. My uncle Mark's teasing me and he's like, you know, Every time something comes up on the screen, he's like, oh, that looks, that, that's, that's you, you know? Or like, he'll lean over to my Aunt Mary and be like, hey, bud, doesn't that look like Mickey, you know? And like, what I remember, what I remember taking from that though is that it was the first time I ever saw adults getting in on Halloween outside of passing out candy. Like, it was like adults getting into Halloween for the sake of the holiday, not just because, you know, they're obligated to, you know, appease trick-or-treaters. So I remember that really stuck with me, you know, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, grown-ups can get into this too, you know? So um, and I think that actually, that Halloween actually played a huge part in my development as a human being. But uh, that's, the, that, that's certainly my most memorable Halloween. And then there's the times when I dressed up as Prince. Or oh, you did? I did. That's cool. I did. Cool Is everybody going to talk about their blackface story? No, no. Here's the thing. I, 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 I had the hindsight. I had the foresight not to, not to do blackface. I just, I just did the mustache and I had a wig. Yeah, exactly. Prince is not that much blackface. Right, right. It's a uh, lighter face. This is yeah. It's really good, guys. You could probably go down her. Her route with that. You, I didn't. That's closer. I was. To, to I Prince. was smart enough to go. Hey, man. You know, yeah, this is foundation would have been more than enough. I was like, no, this isn't gonna fly. I'm just gonna you do the fake mustache. Just went outside and tan for three days. Exactly. And then be perfect on the skin color. Yeah. For Prince. No, it was great because every time people came to the like the apartment, like when they buzzed in for the party and everything, because we had a Halloween party, I would run to the door to answer it by like jumping down the stairs and strumming the guitar as I was like, <laughs> and I just carried this guitar around with me all night and everything. We got one picture taken from that party of me as Prince. And then later on, uh, we were all going for like that drunken walk you always do when you have got the last few people left at the party and you go to like yeah. Dunkin' Donuts or something like that, get that to get coffee or some shit like that. And some girl, some drunk girl, like, you know, was like, I love your costume. I was like, wait, who am I? Like to see if, you know, mind you, I'm not wearing a shirt. I've got this wig, got this fake mustache. She's like, 
Horshack from Welcome Back, Cotter. And I was like, wow. I don't know what episode you saw, but. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? Exactly, yeah. So I don't know who else has got their. Uh, I got a story. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my cousins and I used to always go trick or treating together. We'd leave my grandparents' house, and uh, our parents would take us. So we were, I was about nine years old. My other cousins were 10. Uh, the first house we went up to was this apartment across the street from my grandmother's house. Guy had the door open, fan was going, TV were going. Uh, he had candy in the back of the room, but um, the, we didn't see him, so we knocked on the door. And I was like, well, we might as well leave because I don't hear this dude coming, and it's been about five or six minutes, but there's some noise coming from the back. Well, then eventually the door opens up. Here comes homeboy out, completely butt naked, walks right up to the door and looks at us with everything in front of him, in front of us, and says, I don't have anything for you guys. And my little girl cousins were like, yeah, he does. yeah, yeah he's like, got, we got, we got some future uh, <laughs> things that you just given us with your, with your presence right here. Or they just looked at him and said, yeah, you great. You got nothing for us. <laughs> no, they, they, they were not saying that at all. It was hilarious. They actually were talking the whole entire time. They're like, mom, what was that? Like asking me, like, why was it? Does daddy have one of those? Is it Walker? And uh, so, yeah, that was a very memorable. Oh, uh, was, it, was it like a no, I think he was banging some chick in the back room and came out. Yeah, because like I said, we heard some noise coming from the back, like some some you know some moans possibly. And uh, he wanted to be a good neighbor and get up and let you know, like I don't have any candy. Yeah, he's like, you got to go, get off of my lawn. He's like, I have birthday for you, but no candy. Like I have a suit, but yeah, but no candy. So that was a great start. So, so that was a start to the night. Let's 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 go ahead and recap quickly. We've got a Halloween where we've got uh, breaking and entering. We've yeah. got blackface. We've got uh, public indecency. Uh, man, um, juggalos. Yeah, juggalos. It all comes full circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like there's three of us left. Yeah. I'm- uh, so I, I'm, I'm notorious for uh, not uh, planning my Halloween costumes very far in advance, but also being super ambitious about what they are. So it's like I always have this like conceptual sort of breakdown at some point where I'm like, oh no, you know, like I'm like having an existential crisis and realizing that I, like I care about Halloween. This means something to me. Why didn't I think about this in advance? So one of these years, um, I was going to a party at my friend's house who were really elaborate. You know, they would like. They built like a full size coffin, like from scratch, yeah. and like where they served beer out of and stuff. And just like everyone always had like there was a costume party contest, like and it was like a, it was like a party, but you know, had actually like that kind of vibe to it. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna get something real. So I went to the costume shop, and it was like three days before Halloween, and all they had left was this like woman's full tight spandex suit. It actually wasn't spandex; it was like stretchy fake leather. And like I, I was I was a skinnier man then, so I I, I, I crammed my body into it, and uh, I was wearing you know I just had like underwear underneath, and my friend was like, "Dude, you gotta take the underwear off. You can see the lines of your underwear." And I was like, <laughs> "All right, I'll take it." You know. So it comes Halloween night, and I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'm I'm like I'm gonna have this really weird." And I, I bought one of those like clear plastic masks that has like makeup on it, yeah. you know. And so I went out. I put I put it on. It was nighttime, you know. And I I looked at myself in the mirror. And I was like, "Fine." And, uh, and I show up to this party with, like, 60 people, you know, and I kind of get into the light of the party, and I'm like, oh, you can see the outline of my entire penis. You know what I mean? Just, like, like you can see the details and everything, you know? And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to roll with this, because this feels like some, my, like, gender-fluid moment where I'm like, women always, you know, have this, like, slutty Halloween costume thing, and, like, and men never really do. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to try and... I'm going to try and show solidarity with my, my sisters here and keep this and keep this going. So I just really stayed nice in it all night long. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I, I hope you appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would dig it. Heather, Steve, one of you guys. I like that. It works perfectly in all our stories. <laughs> Heather, are we gonna are we gonna outdo each other in boring Halloween stories? <laughs> I was like thinking, like I really don't have. I can't think of anything. I really can't. All right. Well, I, I mean, one year I. Your kid, it's like trick or treating and like scary movies. I I think one year me and my wife both dressed up like Christopher Walken from Deer Hunter with the both <laughs> yeah. the same. That's well, I mean, I think the idea was that we were both playing the uh, the Russian roulette game, but. Uh, <laughs> When anybody asked me, you'd say we were both Christopher Walken. I mean, That's we crazy. ate a lot of candy and got really sick, you guys. <laughs> yeah. It was really bad. <laughs> all right, all right. Heather, did you have anything you wanted to... I really, you know, I mean, my Halloween's tended to be very... Um... A song? You want to sing a song or something to make up for it? Yeah. No. Just a little ditty? No. No, no, not singing. <laughs> There's no singing. No, no. <laughs> what was your costume last year? I did not dress up last year. I mean, I could talk about what I did last year. I did the tension experience. So oh, this could go was... into a full, long conversation. About I think you should tell a little bit about it. The what experience? The not many people know because the they're The tension not experience. Freaks. So it's... Like <laughs> oh, I can't it's, wait. It's an interactive theater, pretty much. Okay. Um, there's lots of... You have to sign a waiver because you have to pretty much let them do whatever Hell they yeah. want to do to you. Um, there was a lot of blindfolding... Eating things that you don't know what you're eating. Um, it's almost like you're being indoctrinated into a cult is kind of the whole aspect of it. So, like, think about, like, the first scene is, like, you get paperwork done. They take your picture. They do, like, this weird, like, the guy that's taking your picture is, like, this creepy old, like, black man. And he's, like, he's like you don't want to do this. Are you sure you want to do this? He's, like, oh my don't God, trust this anybody. Amazing. I'd be like, no. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I'm out. <laughs> so, I mean... Without giving this too much of it away. Um, yeah, I want to go in there. Yeah, go in there. <laughs> you get into this room. Let's think there's about 12 of you that go at a time. And it's you have to schedule it because you're paying. It's, it's like four hours, four or five hours long. Like you don't even, nine to about one in the morning. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They take you to a secret location. You don't know where you're going. You Are you sure it wasn't Scientology? It was not. It was not. It was not Scientology. <laughs> Did Tom Cruise pop out at the end? That would be amazing if it was. No, it wasn't. It was fun. They are doing another one. This it's called the Lust Experience. I've heard about this. Uh, yeah, sound so it's the same, a little sexier. Same and if you finish it, you get like a discount on a tattoo or something like that. Is I heard. Is that real? I, I, that's what I heard. Really? They're yeah. doing that this year. Like if you go through the whole thing. If you go through the whole thing. Oh, if you make it through. No, you through. I did. Yeah, I made it through. My group went two people. Do you recommend it? Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, but you have to be willing to suspend your open yourself up. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't even like, realize it's that long. Like when we left, I was like, it's really one a.m. I don't even realize it's that long of a time. Because they're just like force feeding you. It's like, they, it's like that Wu Tang skit. Yeah. Just keep feeding, feeding you. It, it kind of sounds like. You. <laughs> feeding you. <laughs> it sounds like that. Uh, Sounds kind of like Universal Studios meets like that the game, the David Fincher movie, you know, uh, where like yeah, <laughs> it kind of yeah. That but it was, great. I was I enjoyed it. I mean, I did. What are the haunted houses in Florida backyards where people are just yelling at you and like <laughs> pushing your face into puddles? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that a real thing? Yeah. Is it called Hell House? No, Hell House is usually like they're no, yeah, like, it's yeah, not Christian. I mine is like this one is like a real terror experience, and they just torture you. Until you say, okay, I'm done, and then they give you a cookie and milk on the couch inside. Never heard of it. There was this one scene that I remember. Um, we got put into, like, the back of, like, a U-Haul van, and 
we're, we're blindfolded, so we can't, so all we're hearing is just hearing things that are going on, and they drag us out one by one, and our hands are bound. And they, all of a sudden, you hear, like, this fighting going on between, like, these actors, and then you hear, like, supposedly, like, I guess it was a gunshot, and then all of a sudden just splattered. Whoa. Down the front, yeah. I don't know if my brain can handle... <laughs> I'd be like, no, no, no. <laughs> you could just go to Syria. This was in Boyle Heights. <laughs> but no, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was probably the fun thing I did last year. Yeah, that I feel like that that kind of beat everybody's, like, you know, actual, actual cre- memorable yeah. Halloween stories is that, like, oh, yeah, I voluntarily... Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking incredible. Yeah. Like, oh, I just got kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> It was voluntary. I paid oh to get kidnapped. I was never quite sure where the line between reality and yeah. terror really makes It truly Boring. was a dream, uh, but I'd do it again. <laughs> uh, I went to a hell house one time. Did anyone Has anyone ever done those? Is that this? What is it? No. So it's a Christian haunted house. Really? And this was back in probably 1998. Like bef- Ooh, Napster. Before, yeah, when Napster was happening. I'm just guessing 98. It might have actually been before that. It might have been 96. Anyways, it was before I had ever heard of a Hell House. I didn't know. All the newspaper said was that it was so terrifying and so disturbing they couldn't publish pictures of it. Oh, wow. And that the reporter was, like, really messed up and stuff. So my friend and I were like, fuck, yeah, let's go. And um, basically it's just a whole bunch of scenes of sin, like, (laughs) Somebody wow. commits suicide. Somebody's having an abortion. Oh, There's gang banger, wow. bangers. People uh, worshiping other Jesuses. Like, oh. it's like all this stuff. And Wait, like, oh, you. What is gang bangers? Just like gang members, oh, like there's a car, yeah, 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 and like there's a car, and then people yeah. pretending to gang shoot bang. each other. Gang bangers. I I can't remember. I think they had it over the forehead. <laughs> Children beware when you see the guys with the bandana. Yeah, I was like, John Bon Jovi is <laughs> fucked for me now. But uh, but yeah, and then at the end. You watch this video with the minister. There's people outside waiting to pray with you, blah, blah, blah. Like, my friend and I... That is scary, yeah. We're like... Because we thought it was going to be this fun, horror, like, haunted thing. And, like, it starts off, like, that's what it is. And then pretty soon you're like, this is bullshit. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the end and, like, there's people waiting to pray for you. And then you form a circle with them and they pray. And my friend and I were like, fuck this. And, like, what... Like walked off, and I saw the minister from the video, and he was like, "Hey guys, what do you think?" And I was like, "That was bullshit." <laughs> Fuck you, minister. <laughs> did you did you pay for that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You really? pay. It was like twenty bucks or something. Of course they would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, twenty it, that's bucks. How they get money? That's yeah. your, that was your donation. Yeah. But now, but now I know what a hell house is, so I would be like, I uh, have no idea. Yeah, if it, there's a documentary on it. Come you back, should come back. We've got toothpaste and toothbrushes. <laughs> They've got they've, there's a, there was a documentary a few years ago, quite a few years ago, called Hell House, and like it's about is it yeah it's about hell houses because they're all over the country. That's so weird, oh, I yeah. didn't know I, about this. I feel like maybe they've gone out of style now. I hope not. I want to go find some. Yeah, it's just called the internet. You just you just look up stuff. You're, and you're like, oh god. Gangbangers never go to. I think they only worked because like we were standing in line with this girl. We didn't know her, but we were talking to her and whatever. And then afterwards, she was, like, crying and, like, praying and all this stuff. And my friend and I were like, wow. Like, it really, 
worked for some people, but I feel like if you already know what it is, it's going to be like, oh, I'm just going to go see the sins and then pray. Like, I'm not going to fall for that anymore. But. I'm actually glad, Kate, you brought that whole thing up because um, that that is the best possible segue into... Are, uh, what we're going to be talking about, you know, as far as, you know, movies and everything. But uh, so we're going to talk rock and roll horror movies, which is this weird kind of subgenre that um, kind of happened. It was it's, it's predecessors were in the 70s. You've got um, Phantom of the Paradise. We talked about earlier, you know, before we were recording, probably one of the greatest movies of the 70s. It was uh, 74. Um, no, I'm glad nobody wants to dispute me when I say that it's one of the greatest movies of the 70s, because it is. Um, but, uh, you know, if you haven't seen it, Paul Williams did all the music. He also plays. It's a weird, like, Phantom of the Opera, Faust. Um, what, am I, what else am I thinking? Um, there's references to Psycho in it. It is one of the, the, one of the, the precursors to the whole rock and roll horror movie. When I say a rock and roll horror movie, I mean uh, horror movies that have, like, a, you know, a... Um, musical theme not so much like a musical you know like rocky or picture show where they like sing out of context more of like yeah. it's mu- it's dealing with musicians or the rock and roll scene or you know um so we've got family paradise that's a predecessor and then we well did you want to mention daft punk oh well yeah i mean uh kate makes up a good point um there were two guys from daft punk they re- the, how they became such close friends is they used to go see family the paradise over and over and really? over again. It was like their Rocky... And, and funny thing is, Phantom of the Paradise did become Rocky Horror before Rocky Horror. Like, mm-hmm. there was a, a few theaters, I think in Canada as well, that would do, like, midnight showings. I mean, it, it didn't do well when it came out because it was so ahead of its time, and it still is. Um, <laughs> 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 just keep... Just keeping... <laughs> I'm just waiting for somebody to try, to try to argue with me that Phantom of the Paradise is not a better movie s- than Godfather. Uh, that's a bit much. Uh, you, you, you're comparing two different, very genres. Yeah. Apples and oranges, ladies. That's not a real comparison. Rock subgenre of horror films. Well, on the other side of the spectrum, as far as predecessors, we've got a uh, Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park, uh, which was 1978. I don't think I've ever seen this. Oh, I own it. Oh, see, there you go. And as uh, and you know, it was <laughs> it is an absolutely. It was a it was a movie that uh, Hanna Barbera produced yeah. really? live action. Yeah, a Kiss movie. A Kiss movie, and it's like you know, um, it was the height of the Kiss mania. Um, it's really fucking bad, like in the best possible way, but it's really bad. Um, uh, if you're a fan of like '70s Kiss, which I am still. Um, Embarrassingly, I have to say that um, it's got a great soundtrack, and that's about it. But it makes the the members of Kiss look. You, you get to watch Peter Chris sing Beth. Yeah, you do, and you in get its to its entirety. And don't movie. you get to watch Ace Freely? Like, if I don't, if I remember correctly, you used to watch him like fight weird, like yeah. you know, things to New York Groove, which is. It's it's an interesting watch. The the rewatchability is is not the best, but it's funny you say it's an interesting watch because the members of Kiss for the longest time would ban people from discussing. Kiss Me to the End of the Park in their company. I believe you. I 100% believe you. Yeah, and especially knowing how like much assholes Paul Stanley and yeah. Gene Simmons are, like you know they're probably you know they don't want to be they don't want to be uh, ridiculed when they're wearing their costumes and fighting weird Anthony Zerbies in a amusement park. Um, but that those are pre- like like I said those are like kind of predecessors to the the rock and roll horror genre. And then you get the '80s, and uh, that's when the Satanic Panic kind of becomes like a big deal, you know? Like you've got, uh, you know, yeah. back, you know, you have a lot of like, you know, uh, 
parent uh, parent groups are you know saying like parent hey exactly yeah. right like um, saying you know hey you know Judas Priest you got you know Ozzy Osbourne he's biting the heads off of exactly right yeah and Alice Cooper I mean he even said it himself he's like I've been blamed for almost everything except for the Vietnam War um, but then you also had stuff like backmasking where you know like. Uh, you know, parents were saying like, "Oh, you know, Jews Priest is convincing people to do this." If you play the record backwards, and Jews Priest and Ozzy were blamed for a lot of um, teen suicides. Yeah, you know, suicide. and it's, was it backwards? though? I thought it was forward. Where they just say, "Just do it." Uh, well, in Jews Priest's case and yeah, Ozzy's, yes, but then there was also like backwards. Was it? And then Ozzy was suicide solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. right. And like, and a lot of like, you know, parents were saying like, "Oh no." You know, these they're targeting the youth of America, and they're trying to convince them to abandon their, you know, faith. And you know, and and I mean, God, even in the seventies, Kiss, who we just discussed while you were in the restroom, um, Nights and Satan Service. service, Exactly. Yeah. So you know, what's ironic is then the evolution becomes the Hell House. So then religion starts using these scare tactics. To get people. That's why I said it was a good segue. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> for maybe listener, others who don't. Maybe other people didn't make that connection. connection. I'm glad she said that because I was like, oh, okay, all right. Anyway. <laughs> also, are we yeah, supposed Mickey. to feel bad for Ozzy Osbourne or Judas Priest? I mean, this did, um, all this did was make them sell more records. Oh, absolutely. And they were all totally wasted the entire time. But it's the same. Well, no, I mean, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, like, imagine being. Any me- rich and drunk all the time, and also being That's blamed, what? but also being blamed for like teenagers blowing their heads off, you know. And I'm sorry, what was yeah, that? Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I knew my a friend of mine. Her dad was the lawyer, uh, prosecuting, uh, and I was like, "Wow, your dad tried to kill rock and roll. Good yeah. for, good for you." Um, but uh, you know, rock and roll will never die. Exactly, and with that said. Um, that was this was the the perfect era for rock and roll horror movies, and we got um, nineteen eighty. We got New Year's Evil, which also doubles as a holiday horror movie. Like, and I say holiday as in like actually has a, a holiday in the title of the movie, like you know um, Halloween, Silent Night, Deadly Night, or well, I guess Black Christmas, um, My Bloody Valentine. You know, so you got New Year's Evil, which also was a rock and roll horror movie and a holiday horror movie. Um, Rocktober Blood, 1984, which I haven't seen. I've never seen it. I don't even know what you're talking about. But um, Lo-Fi Video, who are some great... There's a great dude out here in L.A. Um, they put out a few... They've re-released stuff on VHS. They've re-released that. Um, so you should check that out on Lo-Fi Video. And they also... Terror Vision Records is doing, uh, did the soundtrack, or re-released the soundtrack. Uh, Black Roses. I don't know if anybody ever saw Black Roses. It's... Uh, it is very. Um, Matt's nodding his head. Yeah, it's. Um, it was a really stupid but awesomely fun uh, rock and roll horror movie that was very notable because of the cover. The VHS cover was like this embossed, you know, image. It was like you know, it was v- VHS covers back in the eighties weren't they? Didn't really, you know, you have Frank and Hooker, which you know would, would say want a date when you press the button, and then you had Black Roses, which popped out of like you know yeah. it was embossed, you know. Oh, wait, what's the what are the bands like? What is it oh, they're all they're all fictional. They're all fictional. So, I, well, I'm trying to. I don't. I don't like. I want everyone to be like. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. There. A lot of these bands are fictional. Um. It's actually funny because the movie we're gonna watch. I have a poster of somebody did a poster of of Trick or Treat and um. In the when you look at the band names, they're all the fictional bands from these type of movies. So you've got like um. 
Black Roses are in there. You've got, um, oh God, uh, the band from The Gate is on there. Um, trying to think of other, what other bands are on there? I can't see with that, that far ahead. Um, Beef from Phantom of the Paradise. Um, <laughs> I love that name. Exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, Beef. Phantom of the Paradise, one of the greatest movies of the 70s. Triton? Uh, Triton from, okay, so thank you for that, Steve, because uh, the next one um, that I was going to mention was uh, Rock and Roll Nightmare, which is, in my opinion, is the room of rock and roll horror movies. This movie is so bad that it's amazing. Um, it stars John Michael Thor. He was this Canadian bodybuilder slash heavy metal singer. Um, would do like these, you know, perform live and he would, in between songs, he'd do these like crazy acts of feats of strength, you know, before going right back into the song. He did this on the Merv Albert show in like uh, the... 15 weights or what? Like... Uh, well, in, in uh, he did a television... No, like more like... Um, Rip a phone book in half. Actually, no, no. He, uh, on the Merv... That was another thing he did. He would... He would rip a phone book in half. Not lifting weights, just weird stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, bl- what, could we discuss this? Is this a hot water bottle? Is that what we were... We were? Oh, yeah. The, the, the strong whoopee Yeah, the strong whoopee cushion or hot water bottle where he would blow into it in between. Like, he would sing a few like bars of a song, stop, blow into this thing until it popped, like a balloon. Which is almost impossible. Think about the lung capacity. Was that real or was he faking it? Uh, it is on... You can watch it on YouTube, my dear. I bet he stretched it out. Oh, okay. Even if you stretch it out, it's still really hard. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, thing, though, like, in terms of, like, when you think about someone's, like, you know, strongman prowess to, like, really, like, upfront the lungs, you know, to be like, yeah. I have the lung capacity yeah. to blow up this weird balloon that no one quite understands what it's it is, you know? Bragging. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. It's unique, and I like that. I, I do, too. I'm, if you're doing it in between singing, you'd already be out of breath, you'd think. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, it was, it's intense. And, like, I've seen the video. Like, it was this, like... Yeah, he like he's talking to the audience. He's, I mean, he's, you know, um, you know, for what for for what it's worth, he's a pretty good showman, you know, and and he seems like a nice guy. But he made this movie in the eighties called, um, you know, Rock and Roll Nightmare or The Edge of Hell. Either way you want to look at it, they did change the name. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a really um, phenomenally bad movie. That has like, um, and I was talking about this earlier. Like the opening in the movie is like this, like you know, the the plot's really simple. It's a band that's going to record their next album in this weird farmhouse where bad shits happened, and uh, we're we're treated to in the very beginning after the the opening teaser of like there's a monster in this farmhouse type thing. We're treated to the band driving to their location, and it's not like David Lynch's last episode of Twin Peaks where you're just sitting in the car with you know two of the characters for like two, three minutes of silence. This is like full on five to 10 minutes of just a car coming at you while music's playing. And that's it. You don't get to see inside the car. You don't know anything about the characters in there. You just watch the car. Uh, The music is fantastic. In a driving scene. Oh, I I don't remember that. I mean, I'm talking about like whenever the band's like, Hey guys, let's get together and jam. And then they go into the recording studio. That's when you're like, this movie's fucking awesome. Um, It gets, then there's a, you know, there's a plot twist, you know, at the end of the movie, sort of, where you're like, you know what? I've never seen that before in a movie. And then it's so, I'm still on the fence of whether it's the most genius plot twist I've ever seen or if it's just, you know, I'm so 
worn out. Well, I feel like you should just tell us. Okay, so <laughs> the pr- since we're do you want to ruin? Are we going to ruin? Yeah, we're, we're not. The we're room we're, of we're not. Films? We're n- here's the thing is we're going. I'm going to show you guys, and I'm also going to play for our audience the clip. It's going to be the twist, but here's the thing: the twist is not going to be. It's not going to make as much sense without context. But let's just say this: that like throughout this movie. Um, there's like a demon type character that's bumping off members of the band along with their girlfriends that they've brought along. Um, and the band and the tour manager. The band members wanted those girlfriends to be there, Mickey, just because you didn't want those yeah, girlfriends to be there. If girlfriends weren't there, there would be no sex. Yeah. Which there is plenty of in, uh, in this movie for no reason. I mean, like, really, there's, like, there's a shower scene where you're like, I don't need to see either of these people naked for this long. But it's like, it's like watching people. I mean, it's kind of avant garde. It's like, yeah, we're just going to show people taking a shower to music. <laughs> Like the whole shower, you know, cleaning everything. Not really even getting it on, just cleaning. Just getting washed. It's boring. Um, but I'm going to play that clip for you guys right now. So, um, cleaning? No, not the shower yeah. cleaning. The, the, the finale, just so you guys can get a taste of how amazing Wait, this is. Can you set it up for us, though? Because I, I want to know. Like, okay. I want to know what, I, what, I, what the I twist element of it okay, is. Okay, so. In a haunted yeah, farmhouse. I didn't say I didn't say it was the best. I said it could be. So the, the whole movie, there's a demon that's picking off every member of the band. And their girlfriend and their tour manager and all like so at one point their tour manager he gets possessed and then these girls show up um, these like these groupies or whatever these girls that are big fans and then they get killed and then um, the members of the band get killed their their spouses are snooping others they get killed till it's just um, John Michael Thor who's playing a character named John Triton as in you know yes from Little Mermaid or whatever you want to. Um, and Thor didn't carry a Triton though. Wrong, wrong mythological creature. Absolutely, absolutely. Hammer. Exactly right. But his character's name is John Triton, which is the name of the band in the movie, which was on that poster. So um, I'm going to show you the final conflict between Triton and um, the monster, and I'm going to play a little bit of it for the audience as well. Um, so we're going to get right to that right now. Hold on. I am Triton. The Archangel. You've overstepped your line again, Bob. It is the Creator's highest law that keeps you in your dark place. And yet you and your brethren still insist on coming into this world to try and steal a place in the world of the living. When will you ever learn? Those who haven't, who weren't privy to that little viewing session, uh, the the plot twist is all of the characters in the movie, except for him, including the woman he had sex with in the shower after they just showered, and you know for a while, and his everybody in the movie, except for him 
and the monsters were all fake. He created them all to trick the monster, and he based them all off of horror movie characters. The, the problem is that the monster's dialogue is really hard to hear, but he's like, that's where I recognize that guy. He's like, yeah, the guy from the one with the killer in the hockey mask, and you're like, fuck, that's brilliant. Like he took, he took. Ah, 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 hold that, hold that thought. Sorry, Do you want just a second before you go any further? Yeah. Uh, is that a liberal use of the word brilliant? I don't know if that's the first word I would choose. Uh, none of us have ever come up. I feel like we've all, like at least half of us in the room, have all written something, you know, and none of us have come up with something that, like, holy shit, like that's that's oh, interesting. This dude from- no, 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 no. It's just the it's just the idea that it's the idea that he's taking is it's the idea that he's taking like horror movie cliches and he, he's cr- if you went back and watched it and you're like, holy fuck, it is the guy from Friday the thirteenth, it'd be like, whoa. I think he meant like the, the cliche, like the stereotype, yeah, you know? Like yeah, but and which I thought was really interesting that like he tricked the monster by using horror movie. But- as I recall, because I've seen the whole movie, I don't think the characters are that cliche that you would be like, oh, there's yes, the are. cheerleader. There's the. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They're they're Shoot. dumb. They're like they're yeah, they're like dumb. <laughs> they're dumb, but it's not like, oh, you have the jock. You have the nerd. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Let the audience watch the movie. Go go get the DVD. It's a worth it. I mean, you probably can find it on YouTube, too, the entire movie. The and clip alone with the music montage is pretty inspiring. Oh, so. oh the, the DVD. The entire clip was a music montage. Yeah. Wasn't oh, it? yeah. No, the whole scene falls apart once the music's over, and then the, the monster just disintegrates in a, you know, what what you were saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, fire. A box of fire. Somebody just walked in on set and dropped a box of fireworks off and then accidentally it. lit it. And, <laughs> and they were like, well, we'll leave it in there because it actually looked pretty good. I almost feel like fireworks is, is nice. It feel, felt like road flares. Yeah, it's possible, yeah. yeah. Like road flare. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, but again, like, rock and roll name. The other thing that's tough about that is that um, John Michael Thor looks, he's just so sincere. Like, he he's so great. sincere when he's like... He looks like his name. Yeah. and he's like When you envision... But he also looks like here's the weird thing, and I've seen interviews with him. He's like seems like such a nice guy that you're just like you don't like making like hating the movie almost feels like you're you're being a bully, you know. Whereas like you know like fuck it, you know he's just having a good time. He's doing his music. He's fighting weird styrofoam monsters. Let's you know. Oh, and those little creatures. Anyway, I could talk. We we could do yeah. an entire episode We're of Rock on them. Different movie. Yeah, but. Uh, oh yeah, his name is spelled uh, what J O N. For John, okay, M I K L for for Michael, and then Thor, T H O R, um, and M I K L. I mean, it's right. It's Michael, right? Or is it Mikkel? John Mikkel or John Michael? It's so fucking cool. He's a cool dude. Um, but the the rock and roll, and then uh, another rock and roll horror movie that's uh, you know uh, we have Slaughterhouse Rock, which was eighty seven, eighty eight. Um, that one's really notable because. Uh, one of the characters is Tony Basil. She's playing. She plays oh, a, yeah. a dead rock star, and Devo did the music for it. And this is before Mark Mothersbaugh was doing like music for every Wes Anderson film and like all that stuff. So it's kind of interesting to see this weird, <laughs> weird '80s like you know movie with Devo doing the music, and it's a really goofy horror movie that has you know again Tony Basil's in it. So it's not. It can't be that bad. Um, then the she's great. Uh, have you seen Easy Rider where she's in it at the end? Is that Tony Basil? Yeah, she like oh, yeah, she like sneaky, isn't she was the she was somebody who like knew all these rad people in she's like a choreographer. Yeah, she was great. She's fantastic. Mm. Anyway, so is uh, 
Trick or Treat. I don't know how many people have actually seen this movie. Out of because well, you, you played yeah. it. At- right. Um, Kate's seen it all the way. Eric, have you seen it? Trick or Treat. Buddy, I went and my buddy bought the soundtrack on vinyl the other day. That's that I'm looking for that yeah. too. But, um, I have never seen it, but I was informed, and then when I found out today, I was like, ah, funny. Just heard yeah. about that. Matt, have you seen it? I haven't. I, I was just thinking of another modern. Like uh, maybe a year or two ago, called Devil's Candy. That's oh, right. Yeah, with the Sun did the soundtrack for. It's the like yeah. From... yeah uh, wasn't it Sun? Wasn't the guy who did like the, the all the all the droney music that the crazy guy does in his motel room is all like. Sun. Yeah, and isn't Star the Spaz from Empire Records? Yeah. Yes. Did yeah. we and yeah. did we mention Empire he, Records earlier? Ethan Ethan Embry. Yeah. God, that took me forever. See, to it know. all from comes together. Unreal, yes, the, yeah, I love him. Show. He was good in it. Yeah, it's it's pretty good actually. It's fun. It's like kind of goofy, but like yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, we watched it right, Heather. You yeah. did the love ones, one. right? The yes, the love yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, Sean. Burr, I really I like that movie name. too. Yeah. Have you seen that? The love one's fantastic. You should watch that. Which one's that one? It's an Australian horror movie. Yes, I have. I love that movie yeah, yeah. with the the girl, the prom. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. That song stays in your head. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen that in a while. I want to read. It's on Hulu. Yeah. Um. Oh God. Yeah, that was a great movie. Um, but um. Trick or Treat, real quickly, uh, spin-off, not spin-off, uh, I don't know why I keep saying spin-off, stars Skippy from uh, Family Ties, um, Mark Price. It's not, he's not a, it's not a spin-off of, of Family Ties, um, although it should be, like he moved, he like, you know, he ditches the Keatons and he moves to a new town and um, it was directed by Charles Martin Smith, who is the, um, the dork in American Graffiti who ends up with Candy Clark at the end of the movie, like the dork, you know. Um, and then in the Untouchables, he's one of the two Untouchables so that gets killed. He's the accountant, the one that we were talking about earlier yeah. goes batshit crazy when he sees Andy Garcia gets shot in Canada and like takes out all the fucking guys with the shotgun. It's pretty rad. Um, he directed it. He's got a cameo as a teacher in there. The makeup effects were by Kevin Yeager, who did uh, he he took over the makeup on Nightmare on Elm Street two and three, and he helped create Chucky. So. Somehow, some way, everything we've talked about, because I think we talked about Child's Play earlier. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it with Eric, yeah. yeah. Um, all coming together in this this one moment. So we're gonna watch that, and uh, then we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. So uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in a sec. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, guys, we just got finished watching Trick or Treat from 1986, featuring a soundtrack by the band, maybe you can consider them a super group, Fastway, uh, which was Eddie, Fast Eddie Clark from Motorhead, along with Pete Way from the band UFO, although Pete Way left before they, um, they started recording, so, but they kept the name, so, you know. Fast, you know, Eddie Clark and Pete Way, Fastway, get it? Okay. Mm-hmm. And the lead singer, Dave King, who would go on to become part of the founding member of Flogging Molly. So they okay. did the soundtrack. Um, real brief synopsis before we dive into our thoughts. Uh, you know, uh, Mark Price, Skippy 
from uh, family ties moves to a new town. No, I'm just kidding. He's a uh, he's a kid in high school who gets picked on. He's a big metal fan. He's in. Lo- uh, he loves uh, you know Sammy Kerr, who is the um, kind of like an Alice Cooper, Ozzy Osbourne, you know, like a shock yeah, rock. Like Vince Neil. Yeah. Right. Like a. Uh, like. Yeah. And uh, who went to the same high school that he did, and um, Sammy Kerr dies. Um, but uh, through the um, the magic of playing a records backwards and, and resurrecting, you know, Sammy Kerr, he starts getting revenge on all the people who picked on him, and then it goes too far, and he decides to try to stop Sammy from uh, wreaking havoc and killing everybody, and that's pretty much the movie in a nutshell. Um, one thing that I wanted to point out, though, uh, Matt, you were saying this too, like about how it's competently made. Um, the cinematography, Robert Elswit, Paul Thomas Anderson cinematographer. Yeah, the the really? Academy Award winning cinematographer no, really? for There Will Be Blood. Yeah, that's interesting. It's all that mm-hmm. We're not scared of the fog machine one bit on this movie. <laughs> Back then, no. You know you were supposed to be afraid of the fog machine because it was all oil based. That's why it looked so good. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the music, actually, not the Fastway soundtrack, but the score is done by Christopher Young, who uh, had already done Nightmare on Street 2. We'll go on to do Hellraiser. And then we'll go on to do uh, Sam Ra- work with Sam Raimi. Uh, I think he did Spider Man 3. Oh, the worst. Yes, the worst. But oh, the worst one. He's the worst one, absolutely. But uh, no, he. I mean, he did a lot. He does. He's worked with Sam Raimi a lot. I mean, uh, Christopher Young has been. You know, yeah. uh, Drag Me to Hell. He did the music for that. He's like a. He was a. You know, as far as composers go, he's he's the below Danny Elfman, but it's still a pretty good. You know. Yeah. Standing. Um, and then we got cameos uh, from. Ozzy. Ozzy, who probably doesn't even know this movie exists, <laughs> yeah. let alone that he was in it. That he remembers. Um, Is it just in my head? It was like, like that's the clearest we've ever like, seen him. Well, yeah. Time, heard him yeah. talk. Like, well, perfect. Do you notice that he's got a piece of paper in his hand? And he's like, he's pretending to read off lyrics, but I think he's actually just reading the script. Yeah. Um, Gene Simmons, who, Matt, you were saying this too, and I, I agree. I think he actually was a really good actor in this. And the, in fact, I would say he's a great actor, and the only reason why I would say that is because in this movie, he comes off as remotely likable, which you know is a stretch for him. Like, he actually <laughs> has to fucking act because, I mean, let's be honest, Gene Simmons is an asshole. So yeah. in this movie, though, he's like a good dude. You're like, yeah, I like this guy. So good on Gene Simmons. But his like intro is that thing where it's like the close up on his face as he's like doing the like shock jock in the morning. The Wolfman Jack thing, yeah. Yeah, and that stuff's really well executed. And then like and then like in the scene, he's like the one kind of like, you know, counselor character to our protagonist. Yeah. And so like he has that role of being like, hey man, like, you know, <laughs> like I know your life is hard, but blah 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 blah. Uh, and he's really great in the scene. Um how he got the record. And uh, why he chooses it to give it to this kid? Does he know it's magical powers? Well, These are all I questions of mine. I don't think he knows it's magical powers, he but he's fr- he was friends with Sammy Kerr. Yeah. Okay. And then I think he just knew that this kid was such a big fan. And right. He was, like, going through some weird adolescent puberty but, shit, you know? Like, so was when was the album recorded during the satanic seance that is the thing that killed him in the fire? Is that... Well, I don't know. I, I, I think we're supposed to be... We're either that or... Um, Shortly beforehand, because I think the idea was that he gives the record to um, Gene Simmons and says, "Like play this at midnight on Halloween." Yeah, yeah, maybe he knew he was going to go up and uh, die in a hotel fire, um, 
and, and before you go into the teen angst that, that this kid's going through, some of those pranks and those bullying are pretty, like... Mean. I mean, he let's see. He gets um, stripped down naked. and uh, I feel like that's a typical 80s bully shit where, like, some poor kid is in the locker room and then he gets pushed out in front of everyone. Now, imagine... I went to a vocational school for that reason alone. Right. Yeah. I didn't have to do it. I didn't have to shower. I would, well, see, going into, like, you know, junior high and high school, I was terrified that that was going to happen because of these movies where I'd be like... I don't want to take a shower with a bunch of dudes and get like picked on and like it, the you know. Yeah, yeah, not. There just happens to be a camera. Yeah, Polaroid. Well, yeah, it's the '80s. It's yeah. like it's like their cell phones, you know. Like, um, yeah, that the, was a common formula back then. The yeah. whole, um, popular guys beating up the little outsider kid. Yeah, four, and then it's always four yeah. or five guys. And then not Lori Laughlin taking a picture of you naked because I mean, come on, guys, you look That's just like. Sure, you weenie on Facebook. Then it goes. Yeah. Right. Back then, you only did, had to deal with one physical. Problem. You deal with Polaroid. That's the other thing about this one is I feel like had this movie happened now, he wouldn't have played the record. He would have just killed himself. Yeah. yeah like or everyone have, in or, school. Or it would have gone immediately to killing people in the yeah. school. Like sort of like seeing these movies. There's kind of this sort of weird kind of fantasy throwback where yeah. it's like, oh yeah, like man, things are shitty, but things are gonna turn around by the weekend. And now I feel like it's so. It doesn't well, feel yeah. as as safe in that sort of dark fantasy. He gets he Columbine naivete or yeah. something. You know what I mean? When he's like, "I'm gonna get all these guys," and you're like, "Oh shit, what's he gonna do?" Like, but I mean, like he gets. He gets stripped naked. Um, he gets uh, the 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 prank at the pool is pretty brutal. Where like the bully like weighs him down and throws. Him. And then, like, when the girl, like, when the love interest, like, the, the nice girl who starts to realize that, like, this is going too far, when she saves him, like, when she pulls him out, you hear someone going, nice going, Leslie. It's like, fuck, <laughs> she just saved his saved life. Him. <laughs> yeah, nice going, saving that kid. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they do some real fucked up shit to this kid, so it's, like, almost, almost gratifying when, like, well, it's certainly gratifying when the boyfriend, when that, the, the bully gets wasted yeah. at the end, but the girl, the, the not Lori Laughlin who... Has a weird like orgasm in the car listening to that weird cassette tape, oh, and then yeah, and then kind of like the weird Iron kinda Maiden cool. monster that like pops oh. out of the stereo. Yeah, like in the first, like when he's watching the news and the news is showing him like bite the head off a snake <laughs> and then like drink, pour the snake's blood all over him. I'm like, that's pretty <laughs> fucking sick. And then his guts were like hanging out. So yeah, I was like, cool. Yeah, like I feel like as an adolescent, I'd be totally into this band. And you're like, oh wait, this this news report is his obituary? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy Very shit. Very bleed on that one, yeah. <laughs> but I also like the, the copious amounts, and there's a, there's one in the scene where I have copious amounts of like Mark Price doing the, the yeah, yes, fist pump, okay, you know? that is the best feel. I don't know what, have you guys ever seen like any hair metal like that is just like that fist and you're like yeah old um, people young people they're all just like doing it with you I, I love it, it. I it's love like, it in fact um, in that scene though um, where you know they show him like talking to like the, what, I think congressman or something like that which is Actually, a pretty cool. Yeah, scene. Th- well, this is based off that time oh, period, all which of that. is real. Yeah, you know, with the power. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but the Parent Advisory Board, and when they started, <laughs> yes, when they started labeling and fucking Nancy Reagan, right? Bullshit, you know, like that's a real part of which is why I just feel like this movie was made. Right, and then the PTA thing, you know, like. Um, you know, like the woman who plays the head of the PTA. You point out, I never. I've seen this movie so many times. Just point out, she's like. That's Large Marge from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I was like, no, it's not. And I looked it up and was like, it is. 
I feel like it's definitely why Ozzy and Gene Simmons signed on for this yeah. because it was so you know true to their yeah, like yeah, yeah yeah it just made sense yeah I mean I, I couldn't Gene imagine Simmons looks like Billy Crystal from <laughs> Analyze This well Gene Simmons I mean like I was waiting for somebody to realize that was Gene Simmons I think it was you Eric was like that's Gene Simmons but like yeah, it was the map. <laughs> I see him now without his makeup, you know. And it was like analyzed era, but like he had hair and shit. Yeah, he looks. He definitely had the ponytail tucked behind his shirt. Yeah, and then his hair. Did, yeah. or, or Ozzy did too. They yeah. both. Just I'm telling you, Gene Simmons. They also didn't have Gene Simmons be like, "Oh, uh, let me grab that pencil for you," and have him use his tongue or something. <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, I'm glad uh, just, uh, it was really restrained, and I thought that was pretty. Well, cool. that's what I'm saying is that like he's so good because he's not playing himself. So you know that, like, you know, because most times, like, an actor, you just watch me, like, oh, they're just being themselves. Gene Simmons is playing the part of a good dude, you know, like a likable guy and and not a, a raging. Yeah, not a raging piece of shit who's going to sell you, like, kiss coffins for, like, three grand or some shit like that, you know. So, um, but, yeah, what are, what are the people's thoughts? I know some of you haven't seen it. Some, some of you have seen it. Some of you haven't seen it in a while. So. When we were watching like rock and roll nightmare clips and all that earlier, this was this movie's direction and 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 visuals alone and quality was way better than I expected. It's actually not a bad movie at all. <laughs> so I'm glad I set you up with that uh, rock and roll nightmare to kind of set the bar <laughs> yeah, low. Yeah, yeah, you set a real low, friend. This is absolutely I, I it, in the rock and roll horror subgenre of the '80s. This is my favorite one by far. It's great. You know, it's got a great sound. Like mean, again, the soundtrack is fantastic. It is. It's um, really fun. It like fits that whole eighties metal like vibe. Absolutely. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's just, it's fun just a fun. Is yeah. That one of those movies that are shit that you're like, oh, you haven't seen the shit movie. You gotta watch it because it's garbage and that's the allure. Like I'm a little surprised I hadn't seen this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's Same. Good. Yeah. It's dope. I remember uh, there was a website that did an article about some of the most obscure scenes in horror movies and Trick or Treat was on there. Yeah. And it was a scene of the girl in the car. And, you know, it was, it was kind of like, like the subreddit, you know, not expected or whatever. And they show that all of a sudden she's getting banged by this demon. Yeah. And so, like, uh, that made me think, okay, where can I find this movie? And I went on and I searched and I found it and I was able to see a copy of it. It's been a while, though. But right, yeah. That's- it, like she said, it's a, it's a fun movie and uh, the music is great. And it just reminds me of a lot of uh, films out there that just have those guys that are just the losers of the school. Yeah. And this is like his ultimate revenge. But the funny thing is whenever the record starts to take over. You know, when yeah. it's like at first he's begging the record to like tell him to do stuff, but then all of a sudden the record's moving back. Oh yeah, it goes too far. Yeah, saying what he wants to say, and it takes. I, I like when that happens. Yeah, it, I I first saw this. In a, I read about it in a f- old Fangoria like years and years. I picked up a f- old Fangoria like um, early two thousands, and it was like for, you know at the fly on the cover. But there was an article on this movie, and I remember reading and being like, "Holy shit!" Like this sounds amazing, and then I forgot about it as you do when you don't have access to stuff, and then. An old uh, friend of mine who um, I might have I mentioned on Instagram, uh, you know, under Video Nasties eighty uh, seven, like my old friend CJ, he was like, "Oh, I have this movie you should see, Trick or Treat." And I was like, "I've heard about this movie, I need to see it." And then I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, not only do I love this movie, but now I get that you are Eddie Weinbauer. Like I get like <laughs> like you are the and Steve's met him. He he can attest to that. He's very much. I think we're all a little Eddie." He's very Eddie. <laughs> I would put this one up with like a Nightmare on Elm Street four or a, yeah. like a later Friday the Thirteenth. Like I'm surprised I didn't I hadn't heard about this sooner because I feel like it's totally solid. It is. It was really. Dino cool. De Laurentiis produced it. 
And I feel like it'll get totally lost with Trick or Treat out there. That's what. And, yeah, that's what. And uh, Mickey, you refuse to watch Trick or I have no, I have watched it. I have watched Trick or Treat, but I do have, a, I have like a, a grudge against it because I feel like it, it overshadows this it, movie. It totally will because even yeah. if you're out searching for something and you hear this, exactly, and you put that in, it's the first thing that's going to pop up. Yeah, so don't don't get that. <laughs> It's like it's almost got like like a like a John Hughes '80s sweetness to it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. once he realizes that it's going too far, like he's like, "All right, we're gonna get revenge," which is kind of fun because you're like, oh, "Okay, like like the, this is the marginalized kid. He's gonna get revenge and blah blah blah." And then uh, it, he starts to go too far, and then the minute it goes too far, he's like, "You know what? Never mind." And then like, <laughs> and then the whole movie from that point on, from like the midpoint on, is him trying to stop the same monster that he just conjured. You know, mm-hmm. which I mean is sort of I guess classic oh, trope. Had a good but point earlier, if it was cast a bit differently, we'd yeah. probably know about it. See, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it looks like a real movie. I, I ask you, what 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 spinoff or what 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 uh, what movie from a Back to the Future act? I mean, a uh, uh, Family Ties actor is better than this. Aside I from, even, I don't even I like remember him from Family Ties. Aside from Back to the Future, <laughs> um, Crispin Glover. Oh, Friday Thirteenth Part Four is a bit better. Yeah, that is. But that's Back to the Future, not Family Ties. Uh, what, I, feel like were, I feel like you were leading me to say Michael J. Fox. I mean, what movies has Justine Bateman done that? Oh, actually, Scott Mal- oh, what is it? The Mallory's boyfriend in Family Ties did uh, My Demon Lover, which we, oh, yeah. we haven't watched yet. We're gonna, but, uh, we're gonna yeah, watch but uh, maybe we should you know, that do that soon so we have like a theme here, like a Family Ties. Uh, <laughs> but um, no. Is I, the dad in Tremors? Oh wow. yeah, but I like I, I I like Tremors a lot. Like I love Tremors, but I enjoy this one more. I this is this was an awesome. The music was better in this than in Tremors for by far by far. Rock I couldn't tell you anything roll. about the music from Tremors. Well, I mean, and then the the celebrity cameos or the celebrity roles. I think Ozzy and Gene Simmons do a better job than Reba McIntyre in Tremors. Yes, not that she's bad, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like this is this movie rocks. You know. Um, yeah, if you're a fan of 80s hair metal, you'd love it. It's just... Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, and and the, that whole, that great sequence of, like, him coming back at the, 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 at the dance, you know, and, like, the whole, like, setup of, like, you just get the waist shot of him, like, smacking his fist against his, like, leg. And then, like, you know, the whole, then the rest of the band getting into it. And then the whole, like, all the, it's great. It, that is what I wanted high school to be like when I was a kid is like, you know, you, there was always that Halloween party at school that people actually wanted to go to as opposed to being like, Oh fuck this shit. And we're going to go to another party, you know? And then like having some weird, like rock and roll person like show up and like everybody, but everybody's into it. They're not, everybody's like, Oh, this isn't my style. Everybody, everybody that in that auditorium loves Sammy Kerr. And I just love that. How pissed off would you be if you were the bass player and you're like, I don't know who this dude is, but we're jamming and everybody's loving us. And then five minutes later, he's killing motherfuckers. Like, Wait a minute, dude, hold on. Like, I didn't it's sign up for the this. Base, it's always the bass like, player, just, isn't it? Yeah, he's like, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. Uh, the bass player is going to be the first one to be like, you guys, this is bullshit. This is not what we practice. <laughs> I did not borrow my mom's van to put all of our shit in there. Do you? Yeah. But in, yeah, in fairness, the only member of the band that gets killed is the drummer. Yeah, why? That's mean. That's great that's fine the drummer's expendable yeah yeah i, lo- yeah, I also I love the oh shit look on the guitarist and the bassist's yeah, face and they're like ah oh, we're out of here um and he's just like wasting all these students and it's just yeah. great and then the the bully really gets his you know the bully like has moments where you're like oh you know like 
you oh, you want to feel bad for him, but then like yeah, for then a split second, rapey. and then he gets he does he steps it up even more and doubles down and like what he's what Sammy's motive is. Well, why on earth is he doing this? I you know, think it's, like, I think that he's just a, yeah. He wanted to play the dance. The teenagers. He wanted to play the dance and they rejected him and he's. You know, yeah, it's all revenge. It's I revenge mean, for them, the town not letting him play there. Yeah. I think it, I think it's partially. He's like, a, he's like a worldwide rock star, though. Like, why does he care about that? <laughs> but he, I know, but that's one of the things I love too. Is that it's the '80s, where like your town, like wherever you lived as a kid, like was yeah. like the center of the world. You know, because like that's what you knew. You know, we didn't have the internet to like. <laughs> it's so weird though, because no no other character in the movie like acknowledges that this guy is from the hometown. You know what I mean? They're not like, oh man, the, like we should like we should have a vigil for the guy who died, who's like really famous from our hometown. Like no one else ever mentions that. Like, no, not at all. And very strange. I love that. And um, rock kids. But we also, <laughs> I think, I think the other thing too is that it's it's also motivated by like I'm sure Sammy wasn't exactly the most popular kid, and so I think there's supposed to be like a parallel between him and. Same exact way as him. They, right. That's why they connected with each other. Exactly, and so I think that's partially it too. Or he's going to waste them all. Stick together. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No false metal. No the, false metal. The name Trick or Treat is kind of a shitty name for that movie. Uh, yeah. There's no trick or treating. <laughs> it takes place. Uh, I disagree. The the, the the movie takes place on Halloween. Okay. The end. Um, the, the 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 song that he's singing at the auditorium is Trick or Treat. It was. It does. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it, it has two different titles. Um, okay. Ragman. Metal, I think, would have been perfect. They just called it Halloween Metal. Well, I mean, I also think they're trying to like, you know, like, hey, what do people when, when it comes to horror movies? What was the most appealing thing? It's like, well, we can't use Halloween. Yeah. So uh, why don't candy we? Candy and tricks. Yeah, candy and tricks just rolls off the tongue as well as <laughs> trick or treat. Um, but no, it was also called Ragman, and uh, which is Eddie Eddie's nickname. And um, was they just stop using halfway through? They start screaming some other name, and you're like, "Who the fuck is that?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weinbauer, or or when you guys were all like, "Why is he screaming White Power?" <laughs> I mean, this movie was the whole back fifties uh, portion of Back to the Future. Yeah, in a, in a horror setting. Yeah, I agree. Like Michael J. Fox hopping up on the stage with the black guys. There you go. It's the same thing, but it was just a. a he was a demon instead. It, yeah, it is. It is yeah, the. Do with the time travel it was just the part in the fifties before he made out with. Yeah, his yeah. <laughs> it's uh. It was also called Death at Thirty Three RPM. That would be cool. That's a cool name. name. Uh oh oh oh! Songs in the key of death. That's a good movie. Name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been sick. That might have got. I somehow think that Trick or Treat is still the, no, the no. as far as marketing goes. I feel like it's the most yeah, you, it's generic as fuck. Exactly, yeah. but you want to you want to get like you know they weren't going for like we want some cr- indie yeah, credibility here. Is now. I know it's a real shame. Like something simple like Rock and Hell or something. You know what I mean? Like you just yeah. need something simple because it's like yeah, it Look, doesn't conjure what it's the thing is. Too simple for the movie. I think I think when we come we have rock and roll horror movies. We've got to, like with titles like let's see we'll recap again. Uh, New Year's Evil, <laughs> um, Rocktober Blood, which actually is a really <laughs> fantastic title. Pretty good. Um, Hack o' Lantern. Um, yeah, anytime you can attach a season to a, a, a rock film, exactly. I, I think that the, the after all the rock and roll nightmare, how I feel like you, trick or treat. How do you draw in the people who would discredit this movie? The people who are actually sitting out there, yeah. and they're saying like, "Oh, rock and roll is the devil, and Satan, and playing records backwards possesses our kids." Well, you lure them in by making a movie called Trick or Treat, so that the kids are like, "Oh, we're gonna go see this yeah. uh, Halloween movie," and it yeah. ends up being some movie about a rocker and a possessed. 
you know. I gotta go watch this chick get owned by a it's, demon it's in a car, like I guess. You guys were talking I'm, about I'm eight. Hill House. Yeah. You gotta there. suck them in, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, we're gonna go see this trick or treat movie. This is great. It's not Halloween. It's trick or treat. Yeah. Right. And yeah. they get in and it's like, no, I just I think that I, I think mainly me, you know, probably the main reason why it wasn't as successful as it was is probably one of my favorite reasons that the movie exists, which is Mark Price wasn't exactly the when people were watching Family Ties and they were like, you know, which one, which member of this cast can we see sp- you know, breaking off and kind of doing the, this was his David Caruso in um, NYPD Blue, right? Yeah, yeah, this is his Kiss of Death, yeah. except for this one's good, you know what I mean? But like, um, whereas Michael J. Fox, you know, he just like struck gold with, I mean, you know what I mean? Like Back to the yeah. Future and so. Um, Team Wolf was before, wasn't it, Steve? Yeah. Team Wolf was produced. It was made first, but when they found out about Back to the Future, they sat on Team Wolf. Do you do you want to? Would you care to explain why? I can edit it out if you want me to. But you want to explain my why? Father-in-law produced Team Wolf. Yes, his, his father-in-law is the producer of Teen Wolf. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, Night of the Comet. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, Valley Girl. Yeah. So some pretty good. Uh, Pretty good stuff. That's why we have them on all the time. That's the only reason. reason. (laughs) Please have your father-in-law come. (laughs) Um, Anybody else want to try to lure Steve's father-in-law in? (laughs) No. um, Jillian Nachos was really good. Yeah. Yeah. We had some chili nachos. We had some popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween candy. Some, some yeah. Bloody Marys. Bloody Marys. Yeah. Wine. That's a good little podcast. Yeah, yeah it's a good little, nice little Halloween, <laughs> Halloween episode. <laughs> all right, guys. So, all facts. It's, it's a great Halloween episode, but it wasn't really like a Halloween movie. Right. Like, I know you disagree, yeah. but it really wasn't like a, this wasn't like. No, of course. There was nobody walking around in the streets with a mask on. Absolutely. Like, yeah. It felt like an autumn movie. It felt like the fall, like, yeah. right. leaves like were turning. You would watch, like, yeah. September someone, 15th. Someone's heading towards his box, yeah. Yeah, someone was the Eric. What? Someone was was dressed as a box of Special K. Oh yeah. Costume. Yeah. What a great <laughs> and inventive yeah. American classic. Just dressing up as a box of Special okay. K cereal. But also like the movement that the actor was doing was literally yeah. saying, "I'm dressed up like a box yeah. of Special K, you guys." I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm cereal. Yeah, I, I um the, the the sad thing about this movie too is is not uh it's not easily accessible anymore. Um. They were going to Anchor Bay was going to do a DVD release of it, and uh, there was a rights like they were right about to release it, and then there was a huge rights issue with the music, which I don't know who's to blame for that. If it's Fastway, if it's the record company, or who it is, but you think Fastway was just like we're in the industry anyway, so we're going to just do whatever the hell we want to do. I, I don't know. I just I, I'm like, why wouldn't you want this to come out? Because I feel like now a DVD release of this would be fantastic because you could throw in the soundtrack. And you boom, you've got more people checking this out. I mean, not just the cameos in the movie, but even in Homie's room, the poster. Oh yeah, yeah. that was weird to see. At, at you know, it's, you would think that there is a lot of people that probably were meant to see this film because they have a lot of big names and yeah. in the in the metal industry back then on there. Absolutely, and like so, unfortunately, I mean, like I, you know, you can still find it on video. And there was a really, really shitty awful DVD release that came out maybe 10, 15 years ago. The cover has a picture of Ozzy and Gene Simmons. Not from the movie, though. They weren't... They're, uh, just a sales pitch, like a dollar bin. Yeah, and then when you... Yeah, exactly. When you flip the back, instead of, like, images from... The, like, they're supposed to be images from the movie, but it's actually, like, the, the, the special effects or makeup artists, like, tweaking one of the things. It's, it's so bad, but... garbage. 
Um, you can find it. Um, there are copies that do exist um, on, you know, eBay and stuff like that. So, like right, exactly. Yeah. We're all going to Sammy Kerr is going to come out when you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so if you can find it, definitely find it. Um, I mean, I think it's on, even on YouTube, but it's definitely worth watching. Definitely worth checking out with a good, a better stereo system than what we have here. But uh, yeah, you know, those are just for the cinematography. I mean, there's so many great shots. Of the oh, shot. yeah. There's like a dream sequence where. Uh, the the kid is like listening to the record backwards for the first time, and he's like sort of um, being sort of projected this dream sequence of the night that the rock star oh, yeah. uh, killed himself or died in the fire or whatever. And there's this great shot that like tracks all the way up the stairs through this like burning old hotel, and like it like kind of you know you think it's about to end, and then it kind of curves around into this doorway, and then there's like the rock guy like having a satanic ritual, and you're like oh shit, yeah, oh shit, he was into some real devil shit, and like that's like the first time you ever see it, <laughs> yeah. but it's like a gorgeous shot. I mean like the whole the whole thing is really elegantly made. And I think that's why uh, Eddie Weinbauer has such a great room. Actually come to think yeah. of it is I'm like, I'm sure like Elzo was like, you know what? The bigger the room is, the better I'm going to be able to light this. And we're like, sure. Why not? Let's give this, let's give this, this high school kid a room that's like bigger than most people's apartments. Just so we can light it better, like well, yeah, really, it's like a suburbia, you know, like oh, it's like an attic apartment or something. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, even though it was a big room, he still felt isolated from everybody. Oh yeah, like, yeah. He, it was really separate from everybody. His room looked very flammable as well, which was yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot of timber. Yeah. yeah, unfinished. Yeah, his room looked like my dream like apartment. He ripped down all his rock posters, but his idol. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of good cool like, posters. No. Yeah. As a fellow rock dude, yeah, I was like, dude. Don't break the, don't rip down. Well, he's so upset though. I love that. I love that he's so like, I, 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 there's something so sweetly sincere about everybody's character in this movie, yeah, you know, like. Carly Flanagan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, he reminded me of the most is Sean Austin. I was like, oh, Sean Austin could have easily yeah, played this role. You know, it kind of like looks like him, kind of sounds like him a little bit. Yeah. And like, if Sean Austin had played this role again, we'd all know about this movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, but I don't want to blame Mark Price for this because Mark Price really is like he was good though. He, he's yeah, he's, he's just yeah, he's, he's not a conventional. What's the what's, what would be you today's? Shadow about Mark Price, the point guard for the Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what's the today's equivalent? Because I feel like today, <laughs> I feel like today it's a lot easier for a Mark Price to uh, headline a film, you know, or or, or be a fe- or the lead in a film. But what would be the equivalent? I'm trying to think of like TV shows. The kid from Thirteen <coughs> Reasons Why. Okay, sure. He's got the side hair. He's very. Adorable looking. Oh, you know what it's like? Okay, it'd be like Stranger Things if the kid who played um, Dustin, the kid, the, the kid oh, with I the... I love him. Yeah, if he was the lead of him. That's, that's the... Yeah. But I think, I feel like... It? Wasn't, yeah. wasn't one of the kids from Stranger yeah, Things? Yeah, but not, but not that kid. Dustin's like the short one with the one with the... With the yeah. 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 Um, that's the one, that's what I... You know what I mean? Like the one that's just like you, you don't look at him and see like a conventional... You know, leading I man. I don't really remember him from Family Ties, so I don't really know. Oh, he's the biggest dork. He's like he's he's Alex. You know, for like a weird, like the whole joke about Family Ties is that Alex Keaton is like the conservative in the in the yeah. dem- liberal family and everything, and yet his best friend is this goofy, dorky. lovable, dorky Skippy. You know, so. Um, but yeah, I don't think it, um, I think today would be a lot easier for uh, a Mark Price. Supporting character actor to like kind of lead a film, you know, and uh, this was just not that time period. So, you know, uh, 
but definitely I, I def- and, and by the way, like look up, even just look up on Google, like go Google, like the lead, the actor who plays Sammy Kerr, because when you see what he looked like and you see what he did, like in trick or treat, you're like, wow, that was really impressive. You know, like, I mean, he brings his whole dance background out there and everything like that, but he does not look like a rock and roller. So it's really impressive that he can sell it. You know, like I believe yeah. he is a, you know, a rock and roll star who will rip yeah. a, a snake in half and eat it and drink it and all that stuff, you know, <laughs> um, as opposed to solid gold. It's fantastic. So, um, I guess, uh, that's, I guess that's, that's it. Do we have any closing? Oh, shout out to uh meth syndicate. Well, let's go shout out to everybody horror, here. Yeah. Let's, horror movies uncut. Dave made a maze. Dave made a maze. Yeah. Matt, Matt, what are you working on? Yeah. <laughs> It's secret. I can't talk about it. <laughs> uh, okay, good, good, good. But there is something. Um, and, yeah, so shout out to all of you guys, and thank you so much for coming on the episodes that you guys have come on. And, and uh, yeah, that was great. Yay, thanks, guys. Good. All right. Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. Sure. No false metal. <laughs> no false metal. <laughs> no whips. <laughs> no false metal. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Wake up, sleepyhead. It's body time! Rock and roll will never die. At least not this Halloween. I've heard of raising spirits from the dead by incantations, right? Yes. I did that by playing the record backwards. You're kidding. Sammy Kerr. He's a rock and roll nightmare. I am a big fan of yours. I've got all your records. Shut up! You're the bait. The bait is you. This message is meant for me. How can you listen to this stuff? Sammy Kerr. His fans won't let him die. He won't let them live. You should be loyal to your hero. Make it turn on you. Or treat. Looks like we better check out the party punch. Yeah!